Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I got five on it. This is a very trying time as a Mountaineer fan. But look, don't get it twisted. Your boy, JM Fiend, and my, my my brother, I also hate Pitt. Say what's up. Cheer. Is in the building for the Raspy Voice Kids. We have five questions. We don't give you five answers. Raw, real, it was good. We about to get it. Jordan, spin it. Welcome back, RVK Nation, to another edition of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host, Jordan Tykeri, and let's get things kicked off with the first blank. Neil Brown losing to Kansas was blank. Unacceptable. See, I'm going to tell you it's unacceptable, and I'm not going to go in because we're going to go in later, but here's the thing. Losing to Kansas is unacceptable because we lost to Pitt the first week. We needed to bounce back. One. Two. We had the lead, double-digit lead, and blew it. Three, if you want me to think that Kansas is significantly improved, explain to me why in year four, Neil Brown is not better than year two of Lance Leopold. It's unacceptable to lose to Kansas in week two of year four for Neil Brown. Neil Brown losing to Kansas was haunting for me. It haunted me. Because I should have never expected anything less. I'm sorry. I'm done with this climb. We'll go in later. But what I've seen the past three years, this being the fourth year now, it's haunting because, look, I done drank the Kool-Aid again. It's just like one of them nights where you, you're you not 18 anymore and you have a few more sips you know, of of some fermented beverages than what you should have, and you wake up the next day and they're oh, I'm, I'm too old for this. I know better. That's how I feel, felt. I'm haunted by it because I know better. I know better, Brandon. <laughs> and I didn't expect it. It's haunting to me because I should have expected it. Number two. 
Starting out 0-2 is something I blank. Did not expect. Needless to say, I did not expect West Virginia to start out 0-2. I expected us to start out 4-0 because I thought we could beat Pitt. I knew we would beat Kansas. I was sure, of course, we'd beat Towson and we would keep that Black Diamond trophy in Morgantown. It was something I did not expect. I can't believe we were sitting here 0-2. Jeremy, I got nothing else to say. Starting out 0-2 is a finishing move. You ever play Mortal Kombat back, back in the day? Finish him. That's what happened. In the second game of the year, it's over. It's over. I'd be shocked if he came back from this. I'm not saying he may not win a couple games. I mean, maybe he'll win a couple big games for him. You said You're it's over. Th- it's over to have a successful year, Brandon. So I thought we'd go 4-0. I thought we'd go 4-4 four four in the Big 12. We'd go 8-4. Successful year for West Virginia. We're 0-2. We have 10 games left. In order to go 8-4, we would have to go 6-4 the rest of the way. I don't think that's happening. You lose no, to Kansas. We, that's six, that you, would make a 6-6. Six six. Okay. So if we go six and four, we'd be six. Excuse me, that would be bowl eligible. Excuse me, I'm getting a little twisted. That that would at least be bowl eligible. Yes. I don't think that's happening. I, I I look at the schedule. We have one win guaranteed against Townsend. Hopefully, after that, I I I just don't see it. So if you can't beat Kansas, if you can't play defense against Kansas, bro, that's a finishing move. Like Neil Brown, I, dude's finished. Dude's finished. Number three, we can learn blank from Towson. We can learn who the young guys are because we're going to beat Towson. And Neil Brown has already explained that young guys are going to play defensively for the Mountaineers against Towson. But we can't learn much else. We're not going to learn anything about the quote-unquote climb. We're not going to learn anything about Neil Brown and his tenure. We're not going to learn anything about this offense, which we already know is good, but maybe not great. But we can learn about these young dudes on defense against Towson. Yeah, I like it. Um, actually, there's a uh, there's a lot to learn. We can learn what color Townsend's jerseys are on Saturday. <laughs> we can learn <laughs> Townsend's mascot name on Saturday. It's a big thing. Do you know what Townsend's mascot is, Brandon? No idea. Yeah. Yeah, boy. We're going to learn. We're going to learn maybe who their quarterback is. Uh, there's a lot of things we can learn about Townsend because um, there is nothing we're going to learn about the West Virginia Mountaineers on Saturday. That's it. There's nothing else. Number four. I give WVU a blank chance of making a bowl. I give WVU a slim chance of making a bowl. Slim to none is the real answer. Very, very unlikely. We'll see, but I highly doubt it. Are we talking about West Virginia making a bowl of cereal? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are they making a bowl of soup? Making a bowl of porridge? I don't know. A bowl game? You're going to have to go six and four? Excuse me, you're going to have to go 5-4 and four beating Virginia Tech and winning four games in the Big 12? 
I'll give them a 25% chance of making a bowl. I don't believe it. I hope. I hope. And kids who are at West Virginia don't be like, oh, you don't believe in us. No, there's a lot of players in West Virginia I do believe in. Things I don't believe in. Uh, the coaching. Uh, sorry, I'm not saying coaching. Uh, Neil Brown. Okay? Put it out there. I don't care. I literally don't care right now. That's what it is. So call me what you feel. Be mad at me if you want to. We're 0-2. Right, when we go in, I'll explain more. But I'm done with this. I'm so done with this. A waste of my time. Number five. Gino saying, they wrote me off, but I ain't right back, was blank. One of the most gangster quotes in the history of all sports quotes. They wrote me off, but I ain't right back. Jeremy, are you kidding me? I mean, if if you told me that Jay-Z wrote that line for him because he is part of Rock Nation, then I would believe it. It was so great. He said it off the cuff, it seemed, but he had to have been thinking about it. Everybody ran with it. I tweeted it. It got over 400 likes, but I was not the only one. So many people wrote it and got thousands of likes because Gino is that dude when it came to quotes on that night. He started out hot, didn't finish that great, but his quote, Jeremy, his quote will live in the immortality of can't wait and so many others. They wrote me off, but I ain't right back. Genius. I love it. A young man, I'm just trying to be legendary. That's what it is. Not a legendary player, legendary quote. Legendary quote. You can't get better than that. The swag, the everything else, I loved it. He dropped it. I don't know if he rehearsed it. If he did or if he didn't, don't even matter. I loved it. Walk like a ball player. You win a game like that. You beat Russell Wilson. Everybody wants to talk about go for it on fourth and five. Nah, Russell, you had plenty of opportunities to win earlier in the game. You ain't show up. Uh, my boy Gino did. You know, people want to say, nah. <laughs> yeah, because Russell fumbled the ball twice inside the five-yard line. <laughs> Look, look, man, I'm starting to call him, people call him Gene No Smith. I call him Gene Yes. Gene Yes. Gene That's yes. what I'm talking about. My dude in the building, legendary. I ain't right back. Me neither, son. Never. Never. I'll never be writing nobody back. Catch me on red, son. Love it. But that's... <laughs> that's what we got the RVK Gino dropping like you said legendary all time uh, uh, phrases we love it get at us let us know how you feel but don't get it twisted we gonna go in next segment so let's go Rat me boys. more than 100 schools available from home field apparel if you like comfortable clothes check them out they are a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids and the 1012 Network. Use our code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-12, for a discount on your first order. 15%. Go get it. Tell them we sent you. Boom. Bosco's Boys is here. I think we all wanted it. And the marriage is officially official. I'm so pumped to bring my show to the 1012 Network Bosco's Boys, the most consistent K-State podcast out there. Over four years with at least one episode a week. Bringing live shows to the listeners and to the participants every Wednesday at 7 p.m. 
I'm pumped to be here, and I would love it if you guys came over to Bosco's Boys and gave us a listen. Because we are not Big J Journos. This is a podcast by a fan and his dog for fellow K-State and Big 12 fans. And I can't wait to chop it up with all the members and fans of the 1012 Network. Rack me, boys! I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in, I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard, and I'm going to go hard. Here we go. Time to buckle up, man. There's been so much said this week, Brandon. I'm so sick of, I'm not sick of, you know I mean, everything, everything's par for course. You got the, the fans mad at the head coach, which is understandable. Like I said, the fan reaction is a symptom of the problem. It is not the problem. And on the other side, you got the people who want to get mad at other fans, want to take out all their frustrations, not on the people who are frustrating them, but on the people who didn't do nothing. It's funny. I think it's hilarious. We're not going to give it time. We're not going to give it air. But it just brings us to the point that, Brandon, here we are. We're 0-2. We lose a pit. We lose a Kansas at home. Game we could have won. Game we probably should have won. Neil Brown 0-2. Neil Brown, once again, defiant. Wants to talk start his press conference about everything that has nothing to do with him, but always some subjective call during the game. Whew, Brandon, where are you at with Neil? Jeremy, what's Neil Brown's signature win? If you had All to right, guess, like, what would you say is his signature win? I thought we were going there later, but okay. All right, we'll I'm start sorry, with I'm that. sorry, sorry. Uh, you said, where am I at with Neil? Yeah, where are you at with Neil? How are you feeling about Neil? Like, signature win, we will do that. Like, we will hit up how we feel about Neil, and then we're going to talk about the signature win, you know, boom, boom, boom. But you want to start out? Hey, go. Go get it. Go get it, son. I feel like Neil has done nothing at WVU. He's 17 and 20 in four years, Jeremy. That's five losses a year, and we haven't even finished this year. Neil Brown is not a winner. Winners win. Losers make excuses. Losers say things like, don't ever take advice from somebody you would, don't ever take advice or don't ever take criticism from somebody you wouldn't take advice from. You know what I said to that on Twitter, Jeremy? By the way, he said that. I saw you tweeted that. I didn't even listen to it. He said, Yeah, he said, don't take criticism from people you wouldn't take advice from. Okay, so who are you going to take advice from? Pat Narduzzi? Lance Leopold? Matt Wells, who got fired at Texas Tech after three years, even though he was 3 0 against your butt, Neil Brown? Neil Brown, no, I'm done. I'm done with Neil Brown. I was done with him after he didn't go for it on fourth and inches against Pitt. I was done with him after his team failed to execute and made the mistakes, the same kinds of mistakes that have led to losses in so many of his games over his tenure at West Virginia University. But then Joe, shout out to Joe, West Virginia stats guy, WV stats guy on Twitter, when he made the point. Neil Brown has only beaten four FBS teams who finished the season with a winning record. Do you know who they are, Jeremy? No clue. Don't care. He beat Kansas State, who was 8-5 and five in 2019. In 2020, he beat TCU, who finished 6-4, and four, and Army in the bowl game, who finished 9-3, and, and barely beat Army. And in 2021, he beat Iowa State, who finished 7-6. and six. Those are his best wins as far as winning records go. Some people will argue that the best win was Virginia Tech because he won the Black Diamond Trophy. And I will say that that's probably the best win 
from the standpoint of the it's, most hype. And, and, most- and, and, no, no, and, and that's definitely the best win from mountain from fan from from the fans' perspective. From the fans' perspective, from the pressure perspective, from the needed to win and get the Black Diamond Trophy back perspective, and even that game, he tried to lose, calling a terrible screenplay with Jared Dagey in the fourth quarter, and somehow the defense held on and won the game. Neil Brown was supposed to be the offensive guy. He was supposed to be the details guy. And yet, he has been neither one of those things in his tenure here in Morgantown. I'm done with that dude, Jeremy. I'm not done with him because he's a mean person. I'm not done with him because he's a bad person. I'm not done with him because he's not a good ambassador for the program. Because he's all, he's a good ambassador for the program. He seems like a good, family-oriented salt-of-the-earth type of person. But he wasn't hired to be a family-oriented, salt-of-the-earth type of person. He was hired to win football games, and he hasn't done it. And I'm tired of people telling me that I'm not a Mountaineer fan if I point these things out. I'm just pointing out the truth. Are you tired of, are you really tired of that? Yeah, Jeremy, I'm not only tired of it, what I'm, what the thing is, there are people like Tony Caridi, Dale Wolfley, Jed Drenning, who are paid by the university to say good things. Golden Blue Nation, Nick Farrell, Angelica Trinone, those people are paid by the university to say good things about West Virginia. We are not paid to do anything but talk about what we see and tell it from a fan's perspective. And that's what you and I do. We tell it from a fan's perspective. We're honest and we're open and we keep it real. And if you're listening to us, that's why you listen to us. Not because we sugarcoat it and fake the funk. We keep it a buck. Hey, I hear you. Uh, for me, when it comes to Neil Brown, I'm, I'm I'm done with him too. Like, I found it refreshing some of his answers in past years, and now that he's losing, I feel like he's making excuses and pointing fingers. I know the season's getting hot. These fans who want to defend everything, like, bro, like how many years you wanna you wanna lose like this? Nothing's getting better. We're zero two. You can say what you want. Honestly, we were better under Dana. I know we had an easier conference, but Dana actually he was he he won bigger games. He was I, I you can say whatever you want, but this is where we're at. I know somebody was like, "Oh, you're a product of the moment." No, I'm not. Wait, say that again? Seven, what? People say I'm a product of the moment. That we're oh. a product of the moment. No, we're not. Neil Byrne went five and seven in his first year. Six and four in his second year, and six and seven in his third year. Now we're here in his fourth year, and he's zero and two. How are you a product of the moment? I'm watching what's taking place. I'm watching the same undisciplined problems go on and on and on. There's a reason why a whole multitude of defensive players left last year. You could say, hey, we have a whole new secondary. Why do we have a whole new secondary? You could say, hey, Jared Deggy was our quarterback for two years. Well, why was Jared Deggy our quarterback for two years? Who's making these calls? Who's the head man? 
So, like, give him the time. You know, you've said it right. Like, Neil Brown seems like a good guy. He really does. But we don't care about good guys. We've said this over and over again. We want to win. I want to win. And so when I look at Neil Brown, bro, hey, I, I, what, what am I supposed to say? Hey, I appreciate you working hard. No, you wasted four years of my life. That's why I feel. If somehow he gets fired and he doesn't come back, literally four years of my life down the drain because you couldn't hold up to your end of the deal when a whole lot of other coaches have. Which brings me to Shane Lyons. Because Neil didn't get here by himself. Now, Sugar Shane, appreciate him. Shout out to him. He came on the show. Um, but he does, he does bear some of this responsibility. The buyout is awfully high because Shane Lyons decided to put all his bag, uh, all his eggs in this basket. That's what happened. I'm not making it up. I'm not coming at him. That is literally what happened. When you hire a coach and then you extend a coach, you sign your name to this guy. This is your guy. And now we're in a position where the buyout is extremely high. And if we pay it, Man, you've costed West Virginia 13-some million dollars because you extended a guy who didn't deserve to be extended. Now, I'm not sitting here saying Shane needs to be fired. I'm saying there needs to take be a real hard look and evaluation as to whether he does need to be or not. Because it's a big deal. It really is a big deal. When you put your eggs in one basket... Now this involves the boosters and the people who are coming to the stadium. This this this, this encompasses everything. This is a big deal. It's a big deal, Brandon. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, I don't mind Shane hiring uh, um, Neil Brown. I feel like the hire was solid. Neil Brown checked so many boxes when he was hired. I don't have any problem with the hire. It's, you said check, it's, check, it's, check. Hold up, hold up. And by the way, I would love to be like, yeah, I'm with you because he checked so much. No, no, no. Shane Lyons sat in that office and talked to people. He talked to football guys. He talked to, and I'm not saying that there was something, there was some fallacy in his resume that Shane should have known of. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he was the one who got to vet the situation ultimately. So, I agree. Even but, though I, but, on the outside, I would say, I think, hey, I understand the call. I don't know because I didn't get to vet the situation, but he but was, more, and he yeah, was I mean, there. there. Like, it wasn't like Neil had a losing record. It wasn't like Neil no, had some true. skeletons it's in his true. closet. It wasn't like Neil had some kind of major flaw that all of us could see and said, don't hire him at the time. You know what I mean? But sometimes when you're a man in position, it's your per you have to be able to decipher what's what. So what I mean is so like yeah, I remember Jeremy, think, when about how many, think about how many people Richardson, are home runs. Scott Scott Frost in Nebraska was a home run. He looked like and it. Really wasn't. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I was so saying like problem, Richardson. Problem, I was saying I was gonna say I was saying like Richardson from Alabama, the running back who came out. Um, uh, the Steelers head coach, what's his name again? Mike Tomlin said during the draft before he was ever drafted, he said I would never draft him because he absorbs way more punishment than he hands out. What happened? Richardson gets to the NFL, the running back from Alabama, and he's a bust. So, yeah, so I, I sometimes feel like, I feel like running backs are not the same thing as as coaches. Uh, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, you're in the position where you can evaluate everything, and the decision goes on you. No, I agree with that. I'm far more upset about the extension than I am about the hire. I agree. I agree. 
I agree. The, the extension makes no sense, in my opinion. It made no sense when it happened. I was puzzled when it happened. I paused when it happened. When they hired Neil, Jeremy, I didn't have any pause. When they extended Neil, I paused when they hired when they extended it. And now, in retrospect, it looks horrendous. The hire, there's still like there's nothing sticks out about it. But that's my stance on all of that. Shane definitely needs to be considered. And also under the microscope, how Shane handles Huggy Bear on his on his transition throughout the end of his career is going to be something that we all will pay close attention to from here on out. It's a tough call, but that's why you get paid the way you do to make calls like this, Sugar Shane. So, hey, I hope it's right. I hope you make the right call. I hope, and, and I'm not saying I know, I don't know the right call, but uh, <laughs> hopefully you make the right one. What about the rest of this college football? Oh, hold up, hold up. Do we go to the rest? Of, no, we're not going to go to the rest of college football. Anything else to talk about the West Virginia Mountaineers right now, Brandon? Uh, Offense, defense, oh, talents. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk about the defense. Go ahead. Hold on. Do you know where we rank Jeremy defensively in almost every physical category? Brandon, I don't, I don't, I don't know if anybody knows specifically, unless you look at the stats. But granted, we gave up fifty-two points, and then the week before we gave up thirty-eight points. We well, gotta be dang near last, Brandon. Forty-six point five. We're giving up forty-six point five points per game. That's one hundred and nineteenth overall, tenth in the Big Twelve. And if you're not sure about things. 10th is dead last in the Big 12. We're giving up 402 yards per game. That's 81st overall. That's 9th in the Big 12. Somehow we're not last. We're giving up 6.1 yards per play, Jeremy. 98th overall. 10th in the Big 12. Third down conversion percentage. 59.26%. Basically, 60% of the time they convert third down. 121st overall, 10th in the Big 12. And Jeremy, did you know this? We have zero interceptions through two games. Ninth in the Big no, 12. I yeah, I didn't know that. Jeremy, we had zero it's sacks just- against Kansas. But I will say this for the defensive line. People were complaining about the defensive line. I'm not upset about the defensive line. You know why? Through two games, Kansas is giving up has given up zero sacks. So it's not just our defensive line. We had five sacks against Pitt. Uh, Brandon, really, really. I mean, they didn't play nobody the first game. So the only team they didn't give up a sack to was us. But go ahead. But the problem you can't start is. Spitting stats. You, you can't start spit, uh, spitting facts when the first game they didn't play anybody who was any good. No, I get, and I get what you're saying. And you're right. I'm just saying doesn't bail I us think- out because we were supposed to have some dogs on defense and uh, no interceptions, no sacks. In the second game. We had five in the first. But all I'm saying is Charles Woods was hurt the first half. Uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? They got the targeting call on him. Yeah, I can't remember. Mc, uh, McCall- not McAllister. Mathis, I don't know. Go on. It's they gonna know bother who you're talking me. about. Yeah, but you know it's going to bother me. McCormick. Yeah, well, Wesley yeah. McCormick. You got to get a power through it. Wesley, Wesley McCormick. Was I don't out remember defenders. Half. I don't remember defenders who stink. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping we get right. Now, just Jeremy, joking, we can talk about Towson. I don't, the thing is they don't, they usually don't do spreads for teams when you're playing an FCS opponent. 
So there's I didn't see a spread for us, but I do know that the Towson Tigers. Yeah, son. Did my research on my break, little break we had. The Towson Tigers are two and oh, Jeremy. They're two and oh. We're 0 and 2. They're 2 and 0. They're FCS, so you know. They're part of the Maryland school system. So that should be a little chip on our shoulders. We should get back into for our loss last year to Maryland to start the season. But more than anything, this is a get-right game. This is a game for JT Daniels to put up insane numbers, for Bryce Wheaton to continue his tear that he's been on. Yeah, let's talk about that. Hold up. Let's talk about that. Stop the presses. We want to be down, so down to West Virginia. Bryce Ford Wheaton, yes, 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 he had that play that I don't want to talk about no more. But this dude's stats and last game, these receivers who, who, who the last two years I've been down on, these guys, these guys showed up in a big, huge, monstrous way. That's right, monstrous. I'm telling you, Bryce Ford Wheaton was playing ball. Look, look, I may get on you when you do something bad, but when you do something good, I'm the first person to show up and show some love. Yeah, I'm glad you did because they deserve it. Absolutely. And I thought the offensive line played well. I understand. I understand. But, like, I thought the offensive line played pretty well. Yeah, they I didn't play well. I, they, they played well. They didn't play great, but they played, they played well. They could have played better. They have inopportune penalties, which is a hallmark of Neil Brown. Yeah, yep, yep, the penalties, yep. But that's what but, it is with yeah. uh, West Virginia. Now we, we got the rest of college football, Brandon. I, I just want to get into this just for the fact that I do want to mention Marshall beating Notre Dame because it's a big deal because we get de- so down on Neil Brown. So then when we see Huff take Marshall into Notre Dame Stadium and upset Notre Dame, not play well, not come close to finish the deal. To look like a well-coached machine, it's another indictment on Neil Brown. I don't care what you say. It would have been bad losing to Kansas, period. But having Marshall do what they did against Notre Dame in South Bend is a big deal. And by the way, Notre Dame is overrated. And uh, that, that was very clearly seen. But Marshall is a good team. Like They're, they're a well-coached team. What about Georgia Southern? What about Georgia Southern beating Nebraska? Loved it. Georgia Southern said, Brandon, don't worry about that handshake. We got you. We got Scott Frost for you. Scott Frost didn't want to ha- shake your hand? All right, B, we got you, son. They have my back, and I appreciate it, because Scott Frost will never be forgiven for not taking a picture with me at the Orange Bowl. It's the curse of Brandon Phoenix. Scott Frost, it will haunt you for the rest of your career. Sunbelt doing it again. Sunbelt doing it again. What about the Appalachian State Mountaineers against your boy, Jimbo Fisher? Good for Jimbo Fisher. Good for the yell session at Texas A&M. Good oh, for those man. Aggies who paid all that money just to get beat. I'm so glad that Texas A&M talk is about out the, of the home. Hold up, but talk about the yell session. For people who didn't see what happened at the yell session, which happens midnight, bef- the, the night before the game, um, they are all joined in Texas A&M Stadium. All like seriously, half the stadium is full, and the cheerleaders and the student section leads like a like a rally charge. Brandon, they lead a there? why we hate session, basically. Yep, they do a why we a live why we hate whatever team they're playing. This week it was Appalachian State. 
And it was the weakest, lamest, why we hate you could ever hear. Saying stuff like, where is Appalachia? Uh, Appalachia's not a state. All this kind of stuff. Meanwhile, their coach is from Appalachia. Was to talk about, no, no, they use the low-hanging fruit. They can't even read when they, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. It was so pathetic and so embarrassing that when they lost, Texas A&M tried to scrub it from the internet and hide it using cease and desist and keeping people from republishing it. It was great. And the biggest thing is, like you said, that you kind of, like, glossed over. Your coach is from Appalachia, you idiots. Yeah, 100% no, 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 no. Go, go sit in the corner. Go sit in the corner and don't say nothing. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, yeah. number six in the country. Number six in the country. Get out of here. I don't know. Miss- whoever gave Jimbo his contract needs to be in more trouble than whoever gave Neil Brown his contract. I'm just saying. Oh, yeah, because Jimbo's contract is 100% guaranteed. All of it. Somebody said, what about- somebody said, Somebody said Jimbo is a good coach who had a great quarterback in 2014, not the other way around. And I 100% felt that. Maybe he's like Mac Brown, a good coach who had one great quarterback with Vince Young. Yep, 100% agree. Brandon, I, I, I don't even want to bring this up because they get on my nerves how close they make it. And I'm so mad that I'm so invested in this game. But the Cyclones... My bad. But the Cyclones finally got over the hump against Iowa. Iowa State finally, Matt Campbell finally beat Iowa. Did you see it? Yeah, it was pathetic. Ugly football at its ugliest. Terrible football at its terriblest. Jeremy, it was pathetic, but they did it. So I'm glad that Iowa State got that win just in time for Matt Campbell to go to Nebraska. Yep. And by the way, why would Nebraska want him when they see every year how his team plays in big games against Iowa? I don't get it. Uh, I will also say Iowa State and Matt Campbell never play worse in the entire season. Uh, never play worse than they do in the Iowa game every single year. They played the worst they've ever played. Stupid turnovers, stupid penalties. Fumbles, like it's incredible. Like I can't believe my eyes when I watch it. Sometimes talking about not being being able to believe your eyes. Last thing in college football, Brandon, what you think about that Bama Texas game? Bama got real lucky. That was a safety. Don't get it twisted, as you would say. That was a safety. Bama got lucky to get out of Texas alive. Nick Saban can make whatever excuses he wants. He knows it. We all saw it. That does not mean Texas is back just because they got up to play one game. We'll see what they do. Come up against UTSA. But, uh, yeah. You ever I don't see, know what their ever... problem is. I don't know what their problem is. But that's the second time they've been double-digit favorites going into Texas and didn't handle their business like they should have. You ever see the team lose and then get ranked? I don't remember it, no. Ever in your life, ever on the history of ever? No, but I, I but I'm not. Here's the thing, though. I don't mind it because it makes sense to me. If you lose to the number one team by no, one no, point, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. But you know how many years I've been saying it makes sense when you lose to a good team? Barely. I've been saying this for at least 15 years, and it never happens. It's funny. First time it happens is with Texas. So yeah, no, I am irritated. How you gonna rank them when they lost? 
because you made the rules. I play by the rules you gave. And you made the rules. It's just like, anyway, I'm not going into it. Never mind. No, you made the rules. You broke the rules. That's what irritates me, Brandon. That's the reason why I'm irritated. One thing I'm not irritated about. One last thing. One thing I'm not irritated on is the Seahawks versus the Denver Broncos, Brandon. I, you know, I wasn't gonna let you get out of here without about without talking about the great Genius Smith, not Gino, Genius. <laughs> Gino did his thing, Jeremy. That play in the first, that first touchdown play in the first half was awesome. He escaped the blitz, hit the man on the run. Nice play, get in the end zone. They win the game overall. Didn't play great in the second half. Did not step up in the pocket. Troy Aikman talked about that a lot. Geno is not a great NFL quarterback, but he's a good NFL quarterback. And the problem that I have is he should have been starting years ago. Brock Osweiler started over him, not in direct competition, but just in the league over him. People like that, it makes no sense. It's absolutely absurd. Geno Smith has finally gotten his due. I'm glad the league, and I'm glad that Twitter and social media embraced him. And this has been a fun ride these last few days, seeing people show him love. Absolutely great. Absolutely fun. I'm glad he's getting his. I hope that he keeps it up from here on to the rest of the season. I hope they play with the same hunger. I make no uh, bones about it, man. I've said this for a long time. I follow players, not teams in the NFL. The Seahawks are my favorite team in the NFL because Geno is a starting quarterback. How long would that last? We'll see. We'll see. But come on, Geno. Keep doing it. I couldn't be more happy for him just to see his smile. Brandon, it's not just a nice smile. Brandon, you, you could feel how, how much he enjoyed that win, and I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And after the long weekend we've had as Mountaineer fans, it was great to see. So hopefully he keeps it up. But that's what I we got, that. man. Another week, we talked about all kinds of things. We came a little strong with ours, but I don't call it st- strong. I call it real, you know? So uh, get at your boys, Jeremy Phoenix. I also oh, hate it. Do it. I want to be wrong about Neil Brown, by the way. I want to be wrong, not because I care about Neil Brown as a person necessarily, but because I want to win. I want West Virginia to win. I want to be wrong. I want to be wrong because I want to win and I want to win now. So if anybody's yep. confused, I, I want to be wrong. And I want to be wrong immediately. And you know what? We should have said this early. I want to win. I want Neil Brown to work out. I want Neil Brown to kill it. Problem is, I don't think he's going to. But if he goes and runs off 10-2, and two, hey, point in my face. Tell me I was wrong. Don't tell me I wasn't a good fan, but tell me I was wrong. That's fine. But I'm with you, Brandon. I want to win. That's it. If you're wondering why I say the things I say and how I feel the way I feel, you know why? I want to win. And at 0-2, I'm hungry. Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.